Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Thursday. I am Susanna Collins, joined by Nigel Rio Coker. Charlie Davies is back. Alexis Guerreros. We've got Jenny Chu with the headlines. Um, uh, um, yeah. oh, oh, they want their own thing. Yeah, they they did. Yeah. You've got your little point thing. I'm going to just like start dragging it's that out as much as I, I can. I could go as slow as you want. I wish I would be this joint. Before that, they were doing they were the like, podcast. It's coming. It's <laughs> coming. I, I don't know how well aware they are of the culture, but they were both bogling. You know, I don't know if maybe. Yeah, they we were I don't know if they Boston a lot. I love to bogle. Yeah, I remember I once said to my mother, when I grow up, I want to bogle. Big into bogling. <laughs> Big boglers at this yeah. desk. <laughs> Gang's all here. Uh, well, guys, it's uh, it's the summer. It's officially transfer season, so we're going to uh, dive into some of the biggest moves that we have seen so far, and we're going to start in the Premier League. So let's bring up that list. So this is uh, these are some of the big names that that stand out. Obviously, we've got. Okay, I'm going to do it. McAllister and Soboslai. For Liverpool, yes, I'm very good. excited about how this midfield is shaping up for them. I'm just going to say it right now. We've got the Mason Mount to Manchester United. When you're looking at at this list, Nigel, I'm going to ask you which which players do you think will have be able to have an immediate impact on these teams? Oof. Christopher Nkuku, exactly. very talented young striker. Um, Chelsea need a striker. They need a goal scorer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's young. He's not a striker. He's a winger. He can play striker as well. He's probably going to go there maybe as a striker for now. What was the last striker Chelsea hasn't ruined? He's going to play striker. He's going to play. Didier Drogba. Who also played on the wing, though? Didier Drogba didn't really play on the wing. Didier Drogba was... He cut was, in from the left. No. I Didier know, you, I know you're not saying... Didier I mean, he Drogba. was a striker, yes. And he destroyed Arsenal, which is why, as much as I love that man, it pains me. But Didier Drogba was, how long ago did he finish playing? 2000, what, You, you asked me a question, no, I answered 15? it, and now you're moving the goalpost. How long? No, I'm asking, I'm asking. He was, I'm trying to figure he out. was the, the last. Back 2015. So 2015, so 2014 is when he was. Okay, he was the last impactful striker that Chelsea had, yes. Mm -hmm. For me, I think Christopher Nkuku can be very impactful at Chelsea. It depends how Pochettino is going to use him. Pochettino is a great manager when it comes to developing young players and getting them to really fall their potential. He can go in there and have a massive impact, really and truly, in this Chelsea side. With the young players they're getting in, if they do get Caicedo in as well in that midfield, Caicedo, Fernandez, you've got Nkuku and some of the other young lads they have at that club, I think he's going to have a massive season. He's got all the attributes to be successful in the Premier League. He's proven himself in the Bundesliga. I think this is another step up for him, and he has the attributes and what it takes to be successful. It is. There's not a great track record of Bundesliga players going to Chelsea either, but this is a different manager. It's a different regime, so I'm going to give it to him. And also the way Mikhail Mudrik is playing in the Euro U21s, they might have a great little squad. 
Charlie disagrees, obviously. I but can, he's, he's, I, no, no, he's got the eyebrow raised. Yeah. No, I don't like, disagree with Nkuku being an impact player with Chelsea because he, he's got all the quality. I just don't think he'll be a striker. He'll, he won't be a nine. Then you have to figure out. They had Kai who, Havertz in the nine. He's yeah, not a striker. He's not a striker. Exactly. And how did yeah. that work out? Not great. Did they score a lot of goals? How did, it, how did Lukaku they was a nine? How did that work out? Well, they shipped him to Chelsea. So and, right. and, and Lukaku, it's not a, a I mean, done deal that he's leaving either. When he was there, he is a nine, right. a pure nine. How did that work out? Not, not, not great. great. That's what I'm saying. It's not so, great whether he is or not. It's, or not. it's not great, but you're talking about the managers that were there. Now you've got Pochettino there. It's, it's going to be different. That's what it is. A different manager has diff, different, different plan. players, different sure. plan. With Pochettino, you've got the ability, and let's be real, the modern young players now are coached to be able to play multiple formations, multiple positions, and be versatile. So if you see Nkuku out wide, it doesn't mean he has to stay out wide all game. He can maybe go down the middle. And again, it depends on Agreed. the opponents that you're facing. You might just want to be direct at times and let him use his pace to get in behind. So for the manager who knows how to use these players, it's basically a, a gift. It's a luxury to have players that are very versatile to play across the and, front. And three. if you're looking at some of the other transfers that have happened in that window, in terms of instant impact, I think Alexis McAllister, because mm -hmm. that midfield for Liverpool was old and tired. And now you have a player who can play both sides of the ball, who, who proved himself at Brighton took a, a massive step forward after the World Cup, and now there's, the pressure comes. Because the, the pressure, let's be real, is not going to be the same as it is playing for Brighton with the expectations of delivering trophies at Liverpool, which is why you make that move. But a lot is going to be asked of him. I also think, you know, Brighton is kind of known for selling players at, you know, top, top of their, uh, the peak of their value. 42 million seems a little low People for someone about like that Alexis McAllister's. Kind of a, a massive bargain. It is a bargain. But because it's Brighton, oh. you start to wonder why. Not to put any doubt, because I think no, he's an incredible I think there player. Was an, why are you doing I think this there, to me? I, sorry, I'm trying. I think I'm going to make you feel better. I think there was an arrangement. I'm going to make you Thank feel better. Okay. I think there was an arrangement. Same, same with Caicedo. He was going to leave. He wanted to go to Arsenal in the winter transfer window, they said no, he signed a new deal, but there was an, a, an agreement. Right, you stay for this year and yeah, then we'll sign and, then, and we will let you fulfill your dream, right? Mm -hmm. We'll let you leave, and Deserby said that too. I don't think either of these two players will stay. I'm not gonna hold them back. Right. So Brighton, what they do is they, they have their talent, scout, go and find their players, let's, let's sign them, Welcome and then my world. They, they have a, a unbelievable system in finding young talent great. Can I, and selling Can them. I just add to what you guys are saying there quickly? Sly. He's the key factor. Liverpool have always been lacking that goal-scoring midfielder. That's been a big problem for them ever since Wijnaldum left. Now you've got McAllister, you've got Soboslai coming in. Soboslai is going to have the expectation of being their Kevin De Bruyne, mm -hmm. their Gundogan. He needs to get goals and also provide do service. You, so that's a great balance. Do you, that rate done. Him, do you rate him ahead of Sabitzer? Ahead of Sabitzer? Yeah. Yes, I do from what I've seen. I really think Soboslai is a, is a top-class player. He's very direct. He's been what's been missing for Liverpool. He's always been heavily reliant on the front three. Now they've got a goal-scoring midfielder who has to come in and actually score goals and contribute. I, go. I like Tonali too. At and Trent Tonali, as a midfielder? Yeah. 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 Not yeah. a defender, a midfielder. I know. Hybrid. Nice. Hybrid is the word. Things are looking up. Um, okay, let's Prius. let's talk about the league that's uh, really started to shake things up. Um, in, MLS, in baby, right? Major League Soccer. Okay, <laughs> now we're talking about the Saudi Pro League because it started off. I, do you remember when it was just Kareem Benzema that had signed? And, or Ronaldo? And now, look at look at this list 
that has accumulated of all of these top players that are now going to be playing in the Saudi Pro League. Um, Can we be honest, though? Are there any game changers I on mean, here? It's name recognition, though, which is what okay. they wanted. Okay. Yeah. Define yeah. a game changer. Like someone who... Like a Benzema who scores for fun, or Old, at the end of his career. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the end of his career, though. At the end of his career, this is Kareem Benzema. What are you sure? No, no. Listen, I'm with you. He's a great. Yes, he's, he's great. But this is the end of. Come on, he was gonna get one, what, uh, one two to three year contract left. This is the he's, end of his career. This is the time to move to a league like this. He's playing. He, N'Golo Kante. That's he, not a game changer he, anymore. You don't lose it. In, 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 in it. Saudi, he lost it. In Saudi Arabia? He, he That's a game changer. In Saudi Arabia. So I'm a game changer in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> wow. Stop it. Let's be real. Stop it. <laughs> no. Come on. No. Benzema is Think a about game this. changer. In your careers, right? Let's say, Nigel, you're, you're about to turn 28. Be careful. Go 28. On. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you you get an offer from Saudi? Let's say it's now. You're about to turn 28. You're still in the league. You're about to you get an offer from Saudi Arabia. Three years, triple your wages. Do you go? It depends what other options are. That, that, that's it really your option. It does depend. You keep, you sign no, back. You, <laughs> you sign back. You stay with the Premier. You stay in the Premier League for whatever your wages are. We could say let's say 100,000 a week, or you go to Saudi Arabia. Three-year deal, three hundred thousand a week, no taxes. You're playing I mean, with it's leads. A different, it's a different you said you're generation with now. You're in the relegation zone. You're playing with leads. Twenty-eight. You probably would make the move. Like would, no, no. You would you do it? You personally. What club would I be at? We put you on the hot seat. What, Let's say what club would I be at? You're at West. Matter? You're at West Ham. Yeah. Moy says we'll give you a two-year extension. You have a year left on your contract. We'll give you a two-year extension. Same wages. Let's not say hundred thousand a week, because that's quite a bit. Let's just say seventy thousand a week. So at least now you have an option to take. Three times your wages. No, more than that. Let's say 500000 You're highly undervaluing me right now. But anyway, for I'm the players that went there, <laughs> you can't blame them. And I think you, that you're the would problem. you go? I would go. I you would? would go. At you 28 would go. years old. You would go. It's a develop You can't deny what they're doing. They're, and the thing about it is, they mean business. This is just the start. you got to think about how these young players would think. For the young players now, they're going to see these players going there. So they're going to be looking to ready to follow in their footsteps. And you've got to think about the world of football. There's so much talent that comes from Latin America, where they're young, they're coming from Argentina, Brazil, and all these people. They've got families to provide for. What yeah, did Caicedo say? I'm one of ten kids. Like, I need this move to provide for my family. Because Koulibaly my family said he's doing it for the money. Yeah, I mean, yeah so that's what I'm saying. So a lot that's of why players, you would do it. You're not doing it because of the level of quad, the, the level No, but of then play. the level can grow. How do you grow the level? The, the Premier League used to be laughed at. I remember when it was all about Serie A when I was young. I used to watch Gazetta Football on Channel 4 because the Premier League wasn't looked as a good league. And then what happened? Loads more foreign players came in. It came a bit more sexy. It became a bit more world appealing because they're coming from all over the world. And the Premier League became the monster it is through that. Saudi Arabia have the opportunity to do that. The more players they get from around the world, the more eyes they can, people can see on that league, the more it's going to grow and be more competitive. That's why they're, You've got to start from somewhere. they're sour they didn't get messy. Very sour. They're changing the landscape, though. That's for sure. All right, we are going to take a break. Jenny Chu will be back with the headlines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, 
invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Christian Pulisic's expected departure from Chelsea is a step closer to reality. According to multiple reports, AC Milan has increased its offer for the U.S. men's national team star to $22 million, closer to the $27 million Chelsea is reportedly seeking. Pulisic reportedly passed on a chance to join French club Lyon and is believed to be pushing hard to join the Rossoneri. Manchester United finally completed its purchase of Mason Mount and has locked in on its next transfer target. According to multiple reports, Inter Milan goalkeeper Andre Onana is being pursued as the replacement for David De Gea, whose future at Old Trafford is in doubt after talks on a new contract fell apart when De Gea's deal expired at the end of the season. United has reportedly opened with a $49 million offer for Onana. Moving to North America, where authorities in California have arrested a suspect in the stabbing of a fan at Mexico's Gold Cup match against Qatar on Tuesday. Alejandro Garcia Villanueva was arrested in a Sacramento home after authorities identified him just one day after the ugly incident at Levi Stadium, where he was seen on video stabbing another fan during a brawl at the end of Mexico's 1-0 loss to Qatar. The stabbing victim was transported to the hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. In some much better news, PSG goalkeeper Sergio Rico has been discharged from intensive care after recovering from the freak horse riding accident that left him in critical condition. Rico is still being treated in the hospital five weeks after the incident. PSG introduced Luis Enriquez as its new manager on Wednesday, with the Spanish manager agreeing to a two-year deal as the replacement of Christophe Gautier. Enrique takes charge in his first job since being Spain's manager at last year's World Cup. Luis Enriquez's hiring was supposed to be the headliner in Paris yesterday, but the spotlight was stolen by PSG president Nasser Al-Khalifi, who expressed his disappointment with Kylian Mbappe's decision to try and play out his contract rather than exercising the option year on his contract. Al-Khalifi made it clear PSG has no intention of letting Mbappe play out his contract, insisting that the club will be forced to sell the French star if he does not sign a contract. The position is very clear. I don't repeat it every time. It's very clear. If Kylian wants to stay, we want Kylian to stay. But we need to sign a new contract. We don't want to let someone, the best player in the world today, go free. It's impossible. Charlie, I've missed throwing questions your way. Are you surprised that the PSG manager set this ultimatum publicly, or is it the fact that the players now have the cards in their hands and he's frustrated with that? This is a negotiation, and unfortunately for Paris, that is the deal they gave Kylian Mbappe. They gave him that much power, and now it's working against them because the project didn't come to fruition. Messi's gone, and Neymar didn't live up to expectations. So now they're caught in a, in, a, in a difficult place. This is their only play. Let's try and bully him through media and say, you have to sign or you're not, you're not, you're not staying here. You, we're gonna sell you. But at the same time, clubs are like, we're not paying 200 million to get him. So what, what's it gonna be? You're gonna give us a cut price deal? Because he's going to leave for free in one year. In six months, he can sign a contract a with any club in the world. Yeah. He's a pre-contract. Even more, in six more months. important than that is you could give Paris $200 million, or you wait a year, and, name, and, and Mbappe can say, how much would it have cost to buy me? 200 
Give me 100 million in my pocket. I'll come to your team. Kylian Mbappe is French football, and he is Mr. France right now. He can do no wrong. As much as Paris Saint-Germain fans are very passionate, he could do what he wants because he stayed loyal by signing another deal when there were rumours for him to go to Real Madrid. And literally now he has all the cards. And Paris Saint-Germain have shown their cards by you've got to make a decision in two weeks. And other clubs, intelligently run clubs, will be sitting there watching this and absolutely laughing. But Paris Saint-Germain put themselves in this situation, in this mm -hmm. position, in the gamble of what they've done, how they've tried to go about it to win the Champions League. Because that was the ultimate goal. Did and for me, you bring in Luis Enrique, you give him a two-year deal, that tells you a lot about the faith and belief they have in even Luis Enrique. Yeah, this so isn't that, even a, a negotiation, by the way. This isn't a negotiation. He said he wants to leave, and you're saying, well, if you don't sign a new contract, well, we're going to be forced to make to him To sell leave. you. Yeah. No, yeah. So this who, is who's going to go face. in at 200 million? But this he is saving face. to leave. Yeah, he does it. not have to leave. He <laughs> can sit. They can say, you're not playing again for us. You're training with the reserves. He can say, okay. See you later. Well, I can't, the thing is, do you know the great thing about this? You tell me that, the first thing I do is go, Ah, Miami. No, but I'll do nothing is, for a year. He's a World Cup winner, French legend already. The F Paris Saint-Germain fans are not going to boo him. That's it's a different what, situation. That's my question. Are, are PSG supporters, are they more in line with Mbappe or the club? They're Mbappe. They're Mbappe. They're saying, he, he, you, forced, said, them. you yes. forced them to leave. Mm -hmm. Your bad decisions you have made him leave. They also, want him to leave. Do you know what they like as well, fans, is the fact that Mbappe said it before he signed the deal. I'm, and I'm going to see out my contract. He's seen out his contract. Yeah. He's not asking to leave now. He's going to see out his contract. So right now, Paris Saint-Germain literally is a soap opera, just like French football always is. Those I, fans I went to Messi's house. Those fans went to Neymar's house. Mm -hmm. They weren't booing Mbappe. They Stop love that. Mbappe. How does, this, how does this end? Neymar was in McDonald's. He's, <laughs> he was at his sister's birthday. How does the saga end? I think he leaves. He leaves. He goes to Real Madrid. He had the posters on the wall. He's going to go to where he wants to go. And he's going to put all that money in his pocket, not PSG's. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid right. have to sign Yeah, he goes him. to Real Madrid. I think yeah. it's the only club he could go to. Oh, well, maybe Liverpool. Someone else might have said, hey, someone... it, it would be, Ar it'd be Arsenal, if anything. Oh, Arsenal, yeah, all right, good Stop one. Stop it. <laughs> Look, he's going to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you got right. Kai Havertz. <laughs> I like having Nigel at this desk. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Um, we are diving into the U21 Euros when we come back. We are down to two teams in the U21 Euros. Here is a look at the updated bracket following yesterday's semifinal matches. England with the big win over Israel. And then we had uh, Spain handling Ukraine, which will set up a England-Spain final this coming Saturday. Nigel, how happy are you? Were you sweating a little during this one? I was never sweating. Huh. I was fine. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the experience of the England. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me, gentlemen. You look at the experience of this England side there, they had to make the final. You know, it was inevitable they were going to make the final. You're looking at the fact of you've got the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, Morgan Gibbs-White playing, and you take them off. And then you're bringing on the likes of Skip, Oliver Skip from Tottenham. And you're bringing on... Um, Ah, oh, man, it slips my mind now. Um, no Smith Rowe? No, the Liverpool player. Curtis Jones? No, Curtis Jones oh, started. The Harvey Elliott. Yes, Harvey yeah. Elliott. Sorry, another player that I'm a big fan of. It's just the luxury of the experience mm -hmm. that this England squad has. And they had to make the final. I think they have to win the tournament. Spain is going to be tough, but let's, uh, let's get to the highlights of this one between England and Israel. Pick it up in the 13th minute. And... Uh, it's a bit of Here pinball in there. Yeah, Israel was uh, defending really well, really compact. They were bending, not breaking. Ooh. 
but uh, eventually they broke. Gave away a penalty there by Kareem Zaba. Debatable. I think it was a soft penalty. I'm an England fan, but it was a soft penalty there. You can see Anthony yeah, Gordon does he, he kind of initiate the it. contact. Yeah, 100%. Anthony Gordon, Look, he threw his uh, leg out. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a bad penalty at call. Uh, England penalty. <gasps> that's, that's a bad get. penalty. And that's what I say. Oh. The ball don't lie. It was a poor penalty, but he redeems himself with his late runs, which is what he's been known for for Nottingham Forest. Great run, but great ball by Cole Palmer as well. He what had a sensational a game. But that, that head keeper. is a very difficult as well when you're running towards the goal and you have to redirect it. And now you get Emil Smith-Rowe with the assist. I mean... Cole Palmer coming in the back post. This obviously gets called back. This He was onside. Yep. What an VAR. incredible, oh. incredible build-up to that goal. It took a while for them to give it as a goal, but then that's that vital second goal. England take a 2-0 lead. And Cameron Archer to finish it up. Yeah, young Cameron Archer of uh, Aston Villa was on loan last year. Oof. What mm. a strike Snipe. that is. What an odd shot, too, but uh, just a beast of a shot. He just digs it out. Yeah. You know, Aston Villa is one of the clubs in England that's very good as well with developing young talent. They've got a fantastic academy system. Uh, of, of these players, because there's so, so much talent on this under-21 side, who are you most keen on? Who, who do you think has the most potential? I think they all do, and they all bring different aspects of the game, the clubs that they play at. Harvey Elliott, I was fortunate to see him play at Fulham before he got his move to Liverpool, and he nearly actually went to Real Madrid. A friend of mine is his representative, and I watched him at 25, and as soon as watching him at Fulham, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, who's that kid? Yeah, he's, he's a star, and you can see him straight pay, away. How much you to say that? No, he didn't say that. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> But um, like, you the one Ramsey? player that was missing that I'm really big on is Jacob Ramsey. And it, he was missed yesterday early on in the game because the ability that he has to pick up the ball and drive with the ball and make things happen and skip past players, that was missing. England, Israel were very, very well organised at the start of the game, compact. I didn't understand Anthony Gordon down the middle. I would rather see Anthony Gordon out wide. Mm -hmm. He's the player you want to get the ball. He's an old school winger. He's got that ability to beat players. I understand him being in the middle because you can be a bit more direct. But when you look at that squad, there's just so much talent there. And I think that Cole Palmer's shining right now. Yeah. This season, you have to, if you're Manchester City, I understand he can be part of your squad, mm -hmm. but you have to let him go on loan now to get games. But I Cole Palmer played this fantastic game. You're playing a team that's so compact, so low block, basically just parking the bus. They're doing an incredible job of it. Yeah. But when you're doing that, Anthony Gordon up front makes a little bit more sense. Also, England have not given up a goal. Not one goal. Yeah. This is an, this is an incredible run. Ten, ten goals to none. It's, it's been a dominant performance in the tournament. Yeah, surprise, like, just because Americans produce some yeah. good goalkeepers, like England are not capable. All they do is slap three Gordon lines on a white t-shirt. David, David Seaman, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> David Seaman, iconic pony. <laughs> and mustache, by the way. Um, okay, let's get to the... <laughs> Let's get to the second semifinal. Uh, this is Spain taking on Ukraine. And it's interesting, Ukraine that was took it. the lead in this one. That was the game plan. Despite you want to isolate him. Modric one on one situation. That, that's what you want, Modric. That's, that the, that's that 1v1 ability that was lacking. And with he, is, he did this all yep. game. And it was counter attacking. He was cooking. Cooking. This that is side. one thing you cannot do when you play Spain. You have to be tight, compact, uh. and organized. You cannot give Spain space or the ability to get in behind you because they will find a way. I will say Ukraine played super brave, attacking, going after Spain. It's just after a while, you pay for that, and you're watching it here. That, that was just atrocious defending. That was bad defending. I mean, there's been moments where they've completely oh. given up their line. You, you can't do that. But to pass it to the, look at him drop to his knees. Yeah. Oh, that's got to break your soul.
And those situations that when you're so deep playing against Spain, you need an outlet and you need to find your outlet. Again, it's just kind of passive Yeesh. defending, but it's yeah, just the quality level of no one's the young Spanish the, players. No one's closing the ball down. They're not. Look at the intensity of the defending. They get numbers back, but they're not closing down the ball. There's a big difference of getting people back just to be there versus getting people back and making making tackles, yeah. putting pressure on the, the person with the ball. Not affecting the game. Like, mm -hmm. you can be there, but you need to affect the game by putting pressure on the ball, by closing people down, getting their heads down. When they have their heads down, they can't look up to make these passes, especially when you play top-quality sides like Spain. You have to get them to have their heads down straight away. Right, I, so we, from a conversation, sorry to interrupt, but no, from sorry. a conversation that we were having before, you look at the way Mikhailo Mudrik is playing, especially his ability to both use that sl somewhat slightness, but also his pace. You can see it here. Obviously, this, this play Ugh. doesn't end up being a goal but look he takes the defender on one by one completely past him goes at another defender he's eventually going to have essentially three on him sends a beautiful cross perfectly it's an incredible save that stops this from being a goal but this right here this made me think yo if Chelsea finds a way to get Lukaku to say sure I'll play instead of move him this could be a very dangerous duo in the Premier League it can be but then when he plays in the Premier League, he needs to consistently have that end product. Because there's times when he's played, he's got in great positions and his decision-making in the final third shows how young he is still in the, in the sense of the game of football. That he needs to take it to another step of putting that pressure on himself and always having a great end product and decision-making. I agree. But if, the, if that player, if the way he played for Ukraine can be yeah. put into the Premier League, if Pochettino could find a way to give him the confidence and unlock him, that is a dangerous duel. Yeah. And you still have and Cuckoo and Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Mm. Incredible. Yeah. Okay, so this sets the stage for a Spain-England final. How do you feel about this matchup? These are arguably the two best teams in this in this tournament. I know what you're Are you asking say. me? Don't even ask me. Ask no. them two over there. Spain Let's see is what formidable. they think. Spain is formidable. Yo creo que va a ganar. No. Let's see what they think. Dios mío. Charlie. I think Spain wins. I know why you're... England are you, are you, hater. <laughs> you're such a hater. I, I, I think England wins this, uh -huh. but at the end of the day, it's still a U21 tournament. It's not like they're going to win a major tournament, so... La Roja. Do you feel the shots? I do, I do. I'm, I'm going to get him when he goes for his horseback riding after this show. <laughs> Don't wow. hit the jacket. Uh, wow. England, England win. Sorry, England I don't have, have a sponsorship deal from Bonobos, so I had to buy this. The Caballo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all are brutal. Um, all right, we're going to take another break. We're chatting uh, some MLS. We're giving out some, some mid-season grades to some of the Eastern Conference sides when we come back. Welcome back. Well, we are over halfway through the MLS season. Here's a look at the Eastern Conference standings as they are right now. FC Cincinnati absolutely cruising. They are well in command of the East as well as the Supporters Shield standings right now. Nashville SC a close second, close-ish, but uh, we've got Atlanta United and DC United at 7-8 and eight on 32 and 29 points apiece. And then here we go, the bottom half. Um, Inter Miami, yikes. We'll just say that. Toronto, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> New York Red Bull sitting at 23 points. So we're over 20 weeks into this MLS season right now. So we thought we were going to do a little like mid-season report cards, you know, kind of like midterms. Mm -hmm. Remember those? Oh, Never gosh. fun. Yeah. Sense? Yeah, I would study on how to cheat. It was a real in school, <laughs> real kick in the teeth. <laughs> but let's start. Let's start with uh, with DC United, okay? Because right now, as they as they stand right now, they're in eighth place, so they are technically above the playoff line. Yes. At this point, so what grade would you give them 
Charlie. Come to your boy. Come to your boy. Wayne um, Rooney in charge of this yes. DC United team. How's he doing? I'm going to give them a C plus. Ooh, okay. a plus. Yep. Yes. Uh, they were 14th in the table last year, 27 points. Get this. Minus 35 goal differential. 36 goals for 71 goals against. This team was in shambles. Shambles. And, and I think Wayne Rooney has brought some stability to this team. Finding a way to get Christian Benteke going. Uh, I think Matthias Klick was a good signing for them. And then you, you also have to look at the partnerships with Taxi Funtas. If, if they can get that moving, because outside of Benteke and Funtas, there's nothing in the attacking third. Mm -hmm. So can he bring some, some more quality to, to this DC United side? That's what I would be interested in, because they, they signed Dahomey, who I think adds a little something with his, with his pace. But um, I think given where they were, this is a C plus for, for DC United because okay. it was F plus. It was F, F, <laughs> F, F, Is F, there an F, F plus? I, mean, yeah. F I feel in, like I would have gotten it in school if there was one. <laughs> it, it was so bad. I got so about bad. an E for efforts. It, it, was, it was so bad. And now that they're in a playoff position, well, it, feel, it feels like everyone's in a playoff position because there's nine, <laughs> nine Ninety-five percent of the league is But uh, given that, I, I, I think you got to give them mm -hmm. a lot of credit. Um, I, I want to point out, too, I, I, I also gave them a C plus in really? my grade. Yeah, Where are you guys going with these pluses? I, right. I, I thought C. It's, just, you know, C. it's a little extra flourish. C. It's a little extra flourish. But the thing that, one of the things that impressed me about this team this year is that they've got four wins on the road away from home, which is not what we have seen. And it's, it's, in MLS, it can be difficult to, to pick up all three points what I've seen away it, from home. Uh, it's difficult. I mean, what I've seen with DC, again, inconsistency. Ben Teke is the focal point. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that I know Wayne Rooney's trying to do is trying to get him to play high up the pitch, to get him closer to Ben Teke. But they leave themselves very vulnerable. They play too much of a high line. When you do that, you either have to have really quick defenders that can recover, or you have to just say, you know what, we're going to drop. Because some of the goals that they've conceded are mostly because of that high line where the players just play the ball over the top. And then all sorts of well, problems. Well, that, I, I mean, yeah. that is a big the keep, problem. The keeper is also... Uh, uh, in, has been an issue. So it's not just the back line. Yeah, Tyler Miller he, I, has been, not so has much been from sporadic. Saves. Yeah, but not so much from Miller. saves. It's the high line that they Coach's play. He has, <laughs> no to, he has to play. He has to play a sweeper keeper because they're playing such a high line. They're very vulnerable. I, I, I will say, give a little bit more. I'm, I'm, to me, it's a C. I'm with you, Nigel. C, C. plus, they're not that far no. up. The reason I even gave them a C versus like a D plus is because frankly, they're not the team that you're like, oh, it's DC United, we're probably going to win. They don't have that feeling. Yeah. You know, getting Mateus Click five assists. You got uh, Taxi Fontas, five goals. You've already mentioned Benteke with eight goals. He's getting them to click in, 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 in the other half. It's defensively. Pun intended? Or? Hmm? Yeah, come on now. Okay. There's a reason I say these things. Wow. Uh, there's, um, you know, they took a taxi the last game. Come on now. Uh, getting, them to, getting them to solidify a little bit more defensively, would make that go to a plus, if not a B. But right now, it's a straight C. C. They're not that high think, up in the rankings. I think the, what, the, they were, to Charlie's point, they Eight. were so bad last year that the fact that they are in a playoff spot right now, I think, is what put, gave me so the, you guys are grading the, on a the impetus to give them a plus. You guys we're only yeah. halfway through the season. A curve. We're grading on a curve. That's we're fine. Okay. They've still got time. How about Atlanta? United, because mm. they are also in a playoff position, but and they started the season incredibly well. The first four or five matches of the season, I thought, oh, it, this is Atlanta circa 2018. We're back, we're back, mm -hmm. and it's fallen off, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, they have a 6-1 loss 
at Columbus Crew, and they also mm -hmm. have a 4-0 loss at New York Red Bulls. So those are the two games that stand out in my mind throughout the season. But they had a massive positive, positive in Thiago Almada. Mm -hmm. They have a massive pos positive in Jaco Makis because those are two players that are game changers. Other than that, though, I, I, I struggle to see consistency with this team. And for that reason, I'm going to go C minus. If you have a player like Thiago Almada, and, and Yakomakis, I know he, he hasn't been there the whole season and someone who's been fit the whole season, but I think the expectations are that high when you're playing for Atlanta United, given their history, given how they started, given the expectations for a club of yeah. this size. It's, it's, and it's, it's just hasn't been good enough. I me. think they're more consistent than you're giving them credit for. I think we all remember the insane start to the season. But they have that, that rough four-game four losing streak. Since then, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games with only one loss. The problem is most of them were draws. Yeah. So they're not really building up the points. But they have been fairly consistent. It's just that really rough loss to the Rebels that are in there. Other than that, that's nine games where they've been. we can sort of at least say they're going to get a result. They've conceded 35 goals, which is second most. Yeah, defensively, the they're not great. Defensively, they are not good. Shambolic. Yeah. Shamb I love the word shambolic. Absolutely shambolic. That's a, that's a, that's so, a Nico word as well. It is. Sounds like a cologne that Nico would wear. <laughs> <laughs> Shambolic by Nico Shambolic. I, I think if you ask, I, I think if you ask Atlanta United supporters, yeah. they would not be happy. I agree. Happy, yeah, because no. they set such high standards. They do. The clubs, the fan base, and, and everything. Why? Yeah, you why, should. That's why, what you should. Why would someone settle for mediocrity? Yeah, hundred percent. They're right. I, I would give them a C as well. I didn't I wouldn't see even give them a B. I would give them a C. Across. Okay, Red Bulls. Guys, mediocrity. Let's move it along to the Red Bulls. <laughs> Let's see, Red Bulls. I. Uh, I believe. That, yeah, they're in 12th place. So I gave them, I'm, a, I'm just going to say it, I gave them a D for several reasons. They're sitting in 12th place right now. The way that they handled the whole Dante Van Zier yeah. situation, um, the waiting to fire Gerhard Struber, I, I'm, I, they can't score goals. There's just a whole lot of reasons why I'm giving them a D for this season. And I stand by. I'll give them an F. I'll give them an I'll give e. them an F. F feels strong. I'm going D minus. E. And the reason I'm going D minus is because there's at least a little bit of a youth movement. There's something there that the fans, a little bit, <laughs> let me say a little bit, there's a re, the D minus. They're just about to get an F. But the reason they, their score so low is you brought up the Dante Van Zier situation, yeah. the Gerhard Struber situation. Do, do I smell bad? I'm wearing, no, I'm wearing I'm, Shambolic I'm, by I'm, Nico Gunther. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm letting you go. Their, their, their front office has made it clear that they almost don't care mm -hmm. what the fans think. Yeah. And this is part of what's so difficult. We've all said how incredible the stadium is. They're next to the largest market in the country. This stadium should be filled week in and week out. And for how many years now Why has this it? been a mediocrity is, 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 is giving them a compliment? Why do you think it's not, the stadium is not filled? Because there's no connection with the fan base. With there's the zero connection. Because they don't. The community. Both. Right? How about both? both the and they don't the entertain at all. And you yeah. look at their players. They used to. Remember under Jesse Marsh, they would be pressing. Was it was a fun. fun. Bradley Ray Phillips fun. and Sasha Kleshin and Dax McCarty. There were some really fun And there was also games. characters on the team. And then there was say, a reason. Let's, let's trade away. Our, our, our fan favorites. Let's trade away every our captain, captains. Every captain. So <laughs> every captain gets the traded. Of death. They have, get the captain is no. uh, Michael. Michael kissing <laughs> you on the. They have. They have the when they give you captain, best, they said, "I knew it was you, Fredo." That's what the they second, say. They have the second best goals against average in the Eastern Conference, third in the league. 
but they've only scored 18 goals. 18 goals Eight. on this Their team. leading goal scorer is, has two goals. And then you throw in that they can't operate the club properly in terms of dealing with, with Dante Van Zier. They, how do you not address the situation publicly? Mm-hmm. You have to have the league step in? You can't do it yourself? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an absolute shame. But the reason I'm not giving them an F is because there's like there's a, there's something about what 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 youth movement are you talking about? I don't by know, the way? dude. Frankie and Maya, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to Yo, find I a like positive. I like Tolkien. <laughs> Just be mean, real. There, there's no youth movement. I don't movement. mean I there's, like there's some small pieces there. I'll, the, I'll finish this and off. And the only player that's okay that that you say oh, okay, there's something there. Christian Casares. He's he's already he's yeah, already he's on he's, his he's way out. out. So so maybe they'll do something with no, the team. Listen, Red Bulls <laughs> shambolic. Give him an E. E. For effort? Wait, what does E even mean? E for effort? Look at all the other Red Bull what? teams. Egregious. It's Egregious. In the, in the world. Wait, when you fail RB in England, Leipzig, you get an E? Red Bull <laughs> Salzburg, <laughs> winning, winning teams. This team? Salzburg is the only team Horrific. In mm-hmm. Horrific. And, and they have, for me, the best stadium in Major League Soccer. I love this stadium. I love the, the, the look. Stadium. We've the, talked When about it's it. filled, it's incredible. The noise, close to New York City. It should, this club should be massive. And they underperform. And if, I, if I'm a fan, I am, I'm protesting this. Mm-hmm. Because it is, this, te- this club deserves to be good in this league. They should be competing. It's a very attractive proposition. Outside For of that supporters coming, group, there's indifference in every part of that. And they just don't, Outside of the supporters group. They don't do it right. That is, it's a shame and it's a, it's a complete failure. The only thing is they at least have players on the pitch. Say it louder. Say it louder for the people in the back. All right, guys, we're going to take another break, but we've got plenty more to come on Morning Footy when we come back. Stick around.